0: What's going on, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the backpens. The 2022 PBR regular season, individual season is over. It ended Sunday in Fort Worth. James, how fun was it for you to watch the World Finals over the last two weeks?
1: I've been watching the World Finals since about 1998 consistently every year. And I honestly, I think that's one of the best finals I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it was a really good world finals. There was a lot of big time performances, I thought. And honestly, a lot of guys rode a lot of bulls. I was surprised by that. The bull power down there was no joke and guys stepped up to the plate and got the job done. I'm glad I'm home now. I think I spent 16 or 17 days in Fort Worth. North Dakota felt great when I landed yesterday. So, it's been a busy couple of weeks for me. It's been hard to get content out to you guys. I wish I could have done more. My schedule just didn't allow it. So we did what we could. We made made the best out of what what we had. So we appreciate you guys for following along with us. But let's quit messing around, James. Grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back bands. <laughs> So to kick things off, I think we will start with the top five finishers for the actual world finals event. And the guy that won the world finals is also your world champion, Dalen Swearingen. 539 and three quarter points over eight rounds of competition. Dalen earned 833 world points on the two weeks. What a performance from this guy. That's all I can say. I'm not going to say I was doubting him going into it but I didn't have him pegged as one of my favorites and Dalen to me just, he made it count when he got bulls that fit him and he rode some that I didn't know if he'd get along with outstanding job by Dalen. He definitely deserves to be your 2022 PBR world champion. Don't you agree, James?
1: Yeah. I mean, he did a fantastic job. He let a couple get away from him. Um, that, that, uh, Maybe shouldn't have, maybe should have, but everybody there didn't ride eight. So fantastic performance. The only thing I wish that he would have done uh, was take the re ride in championship round. Some people say, well, he'd already won, you know, one point three million dollars. Why do it? Because the re ride was big black, and he could have won thirty five thousand more dollars. Your job as a bull rider is to win as much money as you can because your career's 15 20 years at the most but other than that i think he did a fantastic job he looked healthy and felt healthy and i've seen more confidence radi- radiate off of him just throughout the finals in general and you know getting bulls that he didn't even draft because they were injured or whatever the case may be like getting on big black in the I guess it was his second round. What, what
0: round was it? yeah third? Yeah, so what happened was, I'm not sure. I'm guessing the bull is sore. He had drafted Arkansas from the pages. He ended up not coming to the building. Something was wrong with him, so they pulled him from the draw, and he ended up getting replaced with Big Black. And when I saw that, you couldn't have handpicked a better one for him. I knew Dalen was going to be excited about it, and he absolutely put it on him. And to me, that was a turning point. That's when Dalen really started to roll. And you can say, well, yeah, it was only the second round. But after that happened, it just seemed like everything was rolling for him. I know he bucked off one more later in the week in one of those middle rounds. But even when he wasn't drafting bulls, he seemed to draw bulls that fit him. And when he got those bulls, he converted. And I think that was a big factor in why he walked away as the world finals event winner and the world champion. But going back to your point, James, on not taking his re-ride in the short round, I understand what you're saying 100%. You got to make money when you can, but I can only imagine what is going through his mind when he sees Kaike buck off and he knows. I mean, you can say they block all that stuff out all you want. Everybody in that building knew that if Kaike bucks off, Dalen's a world champion. And it's got to be pretty tough to be in Dalen's shoes where he just accomplished a lifelong dream, and you've got one more bull to go. That's not an easy thing to do mentally. My hat's off to Dalen. What a performance by the world champ all weekend. All two weekends, Dalen was phenomenal. Well-deserved, in my opinion. Coming in second, though, was kind of a surprise to me, James. Cody Jesus, 530 points over eight rounds of competition. He earned 540 world points on the weekend, James, this guy is a guy I know is talented. He does tend to struggle sometimes, but man, was Cody Jesus on fire all weekend in Fort Worth.
1: Absolutely. And and that's a guy that I've seen in, you know, CBRs and things in, in the past and when they were going. And that's a guy that's super talented, but injuries, he's I wouldn't say he's on the same level as a Chase Outlaw as far as a career, as far as career longevity and the things he's accomplished but he's at the same level as far as injuries have been the only thing that's really kept him from reaching his full potential and I think he's feeling better than maybe he ever has between his ears and physically at the same time and he proved it it did surprise me but there was a lot of things at the finals in general that surprised me but there always is every year
0: Yeah, it's a breeding ground with the toughest Bulls, the toughest Bull Riders. There's always going to be surprises. Guys are going to step up to the plate. Bulls are going to have off days. I mean, matchups can go completely opposite of what you would think they would go 99 times out of 100. That's just the breeding ground of the PBR World Finals. It's a beast. And Cody Jesus showed how good he is. I hope we see this Cody more often because he is fun to watch when he's dialed in. No doubt about it. Coming in in third, Kaike Pacheco, 449 and three quarters points over eight rounds. Kaike earned 480 world points. Kaike was a very real threat to Dalen all week. If he would have rode a short round bull, he would have put a lot more pressure on Dalen as far as the world title race. And this guy was dealing with a broken foot. I can't remember what round he broke it, but he broke it pretty early in the process. Didn't seem to bother him though. He rode pretty good. He bucked off a few. But at the end of the day, he still rode quite a few bulls, was a serious player in the world title race. It just wasn't enough at the end of the day.
1: The only thing I think that would have made the, the world title race more exciting was if Kaiki would have ridden his, his uh, short round bull. I don't even recall what bull that was. I just was so zoned in on, hey, is he going to ride this bull? And for the first time that I've noticed in his career, I think he let some of the pressure get to him. He sat there in the buck and shoots a lot longer than he typically does. And I'd like to just see him get in there, and set his rope, slide up, and nod. And if he would have done that, I think he may have, it may have been a different outcome as far as making the whistle. But they even mentioned that on the broadcast, and I tend to agree with Justin McBride as far as that goes. You don't see that very often. But uh, when you got a world title on the line, People will say, well, he just won $2.1 million at the American. Well, when when you're talking bull riding, it's not necessarily about the money. To be a world champion means you're the best in the world. and He's proved it once, and that pressure, I think, might have just got to him just a tiny little bit. Your thoughts on that, Cooper?
0: Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you, actually, just because on Championship Sunday – During the long round, we were sitting there waiting for him to come to our end of the arena. Kaike was on our end, and we're talking 10 minutes before he's going to get on his long round bull, and he was yawning. So if you tell me he's relaxed enough to let out a yawn in that kind of race, that kind of final day, anticipation, am I going to be a world champ? I don't think the pressure got to him. I just think it, it just didn't work out. I mean, I didn't see his short round ride. So maybe he did spend a lot of time in the in the buck and shoot but I can assure you he looked pretty dang relaxed before he got on his first one and that's just bull riding it's not going to work out every time it's too bad for Kaike but that's the way it goes your fourth place finisher down at the finals in Fort Worth Luciano De Castro 357 and 3 quarters over 8 rounds Luciano earned 385 world points he had a pretty solid finals I thought and he at one point overtook Jose Vitor Leme in the world title race and was in that top four. Were you shocked at all by how well Luciano did throughout the two weekends of competition?
1: Not really. I mean, the guy, the guy's there for a reason. And I believe he was in the top 10 coming in. I could be wrong, but I believe he was. So you don't get there by accident. So, you know, injuries and things like that play a role in that. And he got, KO'd a few times this year and things like that. So he just showed his ability on the biggest stage of bull running and proved what he could do.
0: And rounding out your top five, Jose Vitor Leme, 354 and three quarter points over eight rounds. Jose earned 290 and one third world points on the weekend. This guy had a phenomenal first weekend, I thought, really rode very well and converted every opportunity he had. Come the second weekend, to me, the turning point of his World Finals was when he drew a safety meeting out of the re-ride pen and bucked off him. I know he came back and rode his next one, but to me, I remember sitting there, I watched it on a monitor thinking, if he doesn't win a world title, it's going to come back to him not riding that bull because that's a bull he's going to ride 99 times out of 100. Came down off him. And that is what it is, but then he also gets hurt. What was that, round six, round seven, round six?
1: uh, I think he won round five, and then he got hurt the following round.
0: So he gets hurt round six, and that ends his world finals and world title hopes. Still a really good week for this guy. Let's just remember that he is not a a robot. He's not a machine. He's still human. He's going to buck off some bulls that he shouldn't. But James, what did you think of Jose Vitor Leme's World Finals?
1: I like you said, started off like a ball of fire, started off like everybody expected him to. I would have lost everything I own, and then some if somebody would have told me that he would have basically, I call it falling off of safety meeting for a guy at that level. Safety meeting had one of the better trips, I think I've seen that bull have in years. They marked him 45. I think, at least that, and typically he's around 43. So none of these bulls are easy. There are no give me. There are no layups, but that's as close to one as you're ever going to see in the sport of bull riding. And for him to stub his toe like that is very, very rare. And then for him to come back, though, the next day and win and dominate and win the go-around, that shows what kind of heart and what kind of champion he truly is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think this is going to set him back at all. He's going to be a player in every world title race and every world finals event title race they have going forward. I just think it wasn't his year. I mean, he's won the last two. It is what it is. That's bull riding. This guy will be just fine. But let's move on to the world title race for the bull rider end of it. The top five finishes as Dalen Swearingen's your world champ. Dalen earned just over 1,700 points on the year. And like we've said a bunch on this podcast, Dalen is not afraid to go put his bull rope on one at any level of event. Well deserved by Dalen, in my opinion. Coming in second, Kaike Pacheco. He had just shy of 1,300 world points on the year. In third, JRV, just over 1,100 points on the year. Fourth, Luciano Castro. 978 world points on the year in rounding out your top five, Jose Vitor Leme, 913.83 world points on the year. What else is there to say about it other than Dalen Swearingen, in my opinion, came through when it mattered, did what he had to do to win it, got on more bulls probably than pretty much everybody else on tour. Well-deserved in my opinion, James, and I know you feel the same.
1: Exactly. When you've got points out there, and I, I've harked on a lot of friends of mine that you know, some you know, and some you don't, that when there's points out there, you go get them because that's what's going to get you a world title. Because not everybody's going to go to. A Touring Pro that's worth fifteen points or whatever, or risk an injury for fifteen points and fifteen hundred bucks or whatever it pays. There's Velocity Tours, there's WCRAs, and and Dalen just went to everything he possibly could and succeeded at it. He went to the Velocity Finals and was one spot. If he would have rode all three at the Velocity Finals, he would have been the Velocity Finals, the Touring Pro champion and the world champion in the same year and i don't think that's ever been done
0: yeah i don't know if that's ever been done but generally your top end guys don't go to a ton of touring pros or velocity events unless there's a long break and they want to knock some some rust off before the utb season kicks back up but james let's talk about the bull of the year race a little bit riding solo in my opinion pretty much put the stamp on this deal he never faltered he never had a really weak out. Ends up your world champ. His average on the year for the bull of the year race, forty six point four seven. Outstanding job by Cord and all of his partners with this bull. Whoopah comes in second. His average for the bull of the year race, forty five point seven eight. And at the end of the day, it really just came down to riding solo. Never made any mistakes, and Whoopah didn't have the finals. I think people thought he was going to have.
1: Let me let me be blunt for a minute and ask you something. This is typically something I'd ask you privately, but hey, our our listeners need something here, so a little different occasionally. But do you think WU Boss' chances for another world title are done? And what I mean by that is, is that bull is getting so smart that his job is just to buck a guy off. So I think he's getting to the point where. All he wants to do is buck the guy off. He wants to win in that way. I don't know that we're going to see the 48s and him bucking in one spot and turning back. We might, I hope we do, because that's a phenomenal bull. But what's your thoughts on that?
0: Man, it's really hard to say. I still haven't gotten to see all the trips he had out there. From what I heard, his last trip on Sunday was not very good, and it sounded like he hit his head really hard on the shoots. Is that right?
1: He hit his head pretty hard, but... 41, 41 and some change or something like that was his marking. And before that, his lowest one ever was at 43 and you could drop one. So,
0: yeah, I knew his first out wasn't very good, but he was going to be really good when he did pick his spot. The one out that I saw when they marked him 43, whatever it was. The one thing I'll say about this is when a bull hits his head really hard on the buck and shoot, they remember that they're just like anybody else, if it hurts, they're not going to want to do it. I'm not saying that's the case with Wupa. I would be a little worried about it. I think he still got it to be a top-notch bull. It could be just a, a condensed season. You know, these bulls really got ran really hard all year. It's not easy for them. They're not used to having to go like they have, and I think that's some of it. I still believe in Wupa. I don't know if he's going to be a world title contender. That remains to be seen. He's still got a lot of good Buccaneers left. He's not a very old bull. I think he's six this year, if I remember right. So he's got another year, two years, three years for sure, in my opinion. It just comes down to he has gotten smarter, but also we don't know if it was because of this season. Maybe he wasn't feeling good. That's something that we don't know. I'm not around the bull enough to really take a super good look at him and be like, well, he's not feeling himself. If it's obvious, I'll know. Because I have seen him enough to know what it what it looks like, but at the end of the day, that's only something that really Laramie would know. I'm not going to lose faith in him. I still think he's got a chance to be one of the best ones we've ever seen. Rookie of the Year race was really came down to who's going to ride the best at the finals, and Bob Mitchell walks away as your 2022 Rookie of the Year. We've both been on the Bob Mitchell train this year. I think the kid's a young, talented guy. And he's going to be a superstar in two to three years, James. What do you think about Bob winning rookie of the year?
1: I love it. I'm not going to lie because the partial part of me kind of wanted to see Josh Frost do it as good as he was riding. Bob got one road, didn't make the championship round. Clayton Sellers didn't ride anything. Worst finals I've ever seen Clayton Sellers have, including NFRs, Um, but You know, Bob's earned it all year, and Bob's ridden through some injuries and some things like that, and that's what it takes is be tough, be a cowboy, do what you got to do to reach your goal, and I'm proud for him to be able to put those injuries aside and do what he had to do to get his job done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bob had a phenomenal year, went through some rough patches at times, but that's normal for young guys kind of figuring it out at this level. I think Bob's going to be a successful guy for a long time, as long as he stays healthy. And with the Unleash the Beast season concluding, that also means that the Rank Ride Fantasy season concluded. You can find them at www.rankridefantasy.com, at Fantasy on Instagram, at RankRide on TikTok, RankRide on Facebook, and TV on YouTube. They had a pretty cool event for the finals. The winner got a buckle and everything like that, so it's pretty awesome. James, I know uh, you were excited about hopefully winning that buckle, but neither one of us had any luck. So it's the name of the game. It's a tough deal, but still a fun season. It was fun to participate all year. I hope you guys that did participate had a great time. Because I know me and James did.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the way the points worked out, if you look at the winner, they won over 2,000 points. So mathematically, anybody had a shot. I still had a shot to win. I just didn't do my job at the finals, or at least the guys that I picked didn't do my job. But don't want to go too crazy into it. So
0: Yeah, and with the team series starting up again, I'm sure rank ride's going to have something with that. I just don't know all the details of it. But I wouldn't expect them to go anywhere. They'll have something for everybody. So just check in with that as we get closer to the team series kicking off. There will be something for that, I'm sure. But speaking of the team series, let's talk about the draft a little bit. James, I got to go to it on Monday night over at Texas Live. Really cool experience getting to see a PBR draft. As you guys know, if you listened before, I'm a sports guy, really into fantasy football, baseball, all that. So for me to see a bull riding draft was pretty crazy and awesome for me. It's something I never thought I'd see in my lifetime.
1: Well, you know, I didn't either. Again, uh, I'm not really into sports to the level that Cooper is. So I was sitting there texting Cooper, like, what's going on? Like, what's a snake draft and all of this? But he he got me through it and I enjoyed watching it. And there were a lot of surprises, a lot of guys that got picked that I didn't even, he, never heard of. And Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but two or three. And then I was surprised to see some guys go so low. And I was also surprised to see some guys didn't get picked. What were your thoughts?
0: Yeah, there were some surprises. There were some guys that probably the general public doesn't know about that got picked, that I've heard some stuff about that are really talented. And there was some mainstays on the tour that didn't get picked either. So it was really a mixed bag. But at the end of the day, I think it was a positive viewing experience for the fans. They really kept it pretty simple, in my opinion. And with only five rounds, it was pretty easy to keep track of it, I thought, for the most part. I was really impressed with the presentation that the PBR gave of it. It was definitely very NFL draft-like, and I thought that was the way to go. If you're going to do it, do it right. And the NFL has kind of shown everybody the blueprint for draft coverage. And I thought the PBR did an outstanding job matching that to the best of their ability with the first time that they've done this hats off to them. It was a fun experience. It was really cool being there in person. James, did you like the viewing experience on Pluto TV?
1: Oh, absolutely. And also for those that don't know, that have the cowboy channel plus app that'll be on there too. Cause they, they simulcasted it or whatever you want to call it. They, they showed it on Pluto and the cowboy channel. So that was cool. I did watch it on Pluto TV. Is it typical that the commissioner of the league or whatever tells the people who the who the uh riders are or football players are or whatever going to what team? Because I personally would have liked to see the coaches being able to to go to the microphone and say we select such and such.
0: Yeah, it's pretty standard when you watch the NFL draft that the commissioner does for sure about the first For sure, the first round and usually the second round as well, as they get into the later rounds, then it'll be a different league office executive. That's pretty standard. I don't know why that is, just probably because it's easier to have one person do it. And I'm sure it comes down to liability as far as reading the picks correctly and all that. I'm sure there will be plenty of interviews and content out there with coaches speaking on their picks. I know we plan on doing some more stuff with the draft here, but that'll probably be on our YouTube page. So we're not going to get too crazy in depth with it here. I just wanted to get the message out that being there in person was awesome. I hope you guys watched it and enjoyed it. And I wanted to get James's opinion on it just because I know he's not as into sports as I am. So he's probably never sat down and really watched a draft before, but I thought it was great. I really thought it was entertaining. I liked how they kept the pick clock short and all that, because that is a lot of picks to make, really, at the end of the day. So I thought they did a pretty good job. It was a fun experience being there, for sure, and I'm excited to see how this team series works out.
1: last thoughts on the team series deal was it was also really good to see some of the guys that I was accustomed to seeing on the microphone, Brandon Bates. Uh, and Randy Smuts were the guys that were in-house announcers when I was going to six or eight events a year so it's good to see you know Brandon Bates there and let's not forget Cody Lambert's now the coach of the Texas Rattlers and uh, he's changing over his duties to that and I'm not sure who's going to replace somebody that knows Bulls as well as Cody Lambert to fulfill that job but I'm sure Cody's got the right person in in line to do that.
0: Yeah, while we're talking about retirements, I'd also like to add Frank Newsom retired a little prematurely from what he wanted at the World Finals. This was going to be his last one. I was actually there when the incident went down at the bullfights that ended Frank's finals and ultimately his career. I guess now he had stepped in to save a bullfighter that was competing over at the UVF bullfights. The kid was in a pretty bad wreck. The guy had been to one of Frank's schools, so Frank was a mentor to him, and Frank jumped over the fence and uh, ended up taking a pretty nasty hook in. Uh, I didn't hear exactly what his injuries were, but I do know he had to go spend some time in the hospital. It was internal stuff from what I read, and it was fairly serious. So hats off to Frank Newsom on an uh, outstanding career. The guy's been a legend of the game for a long, long time, and it's going to be different without seeing Frank out there, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. And for Frank Newsom to set out, there's got to be something really wrong because that's one of the toughest human beings I've ever been around in my life and also one of the nicest. So it's good to see him, you know, be able to call it quits. And I guess somehow, some way he's going to be involved in, in the PBR still. I'm not exactly sure how, but hats off Frank and hats off Cody.
0: Absolutely. So do you have any closing thoughts, James, before we wrap this up?
1: Oh, just that. Just so thankful to uh, everybody that listens and keep listening. We're going to keep bringing you the best content that we can. And if you don't learn anything from me, learn this, that every day is a gift from God and what you do with it, quite simply and honestly, that's your gift back to him. God bless. Coop, floor is yours, buddy.
0: Back at you, James. It's always a good time getting to catch up with you and catch listeners up on what happened over the weekend in the landscape of the PBR. Like James mentioned, we appreciate all you guys for sure. And we definitely appreciate the feedback that we have gotten. It's meant a lot, guys. We definitely appreciate it. Other than that, you can find us at From the BackPens on Instagram, From the Backpens on Facebook, From the BackPens on TikTok, From The BackPens on YouTube. And my email is Cooper from the at gmail.com. You can find Rank Ride Fantasy at www.rankridefantasy.com, at Rank Ride Fantasy on Instagram, Rank Ride on Facebook, Rank Ride on TikTok, and Rank Ride TV on YouTube. It's been a fun season. It's definitely had a lot of surprises, a lot of ups and downs to it, but it's been a fun ride. And I'm glad you guys shared it with us. Until next time, have a great one and come back and visit us again from the back pins.